गौर प्रेमानंदी नमः ओम विष्णु पदाया कृष्ण प्रस्थाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नीति नामिने नमस्ते शारीष्ठे देवे गौरवानी प्रचारिने निर्विशेष शुन्नवादी पश्चत्ता निशुतारिने शील प्रभाद की जाए हरे कृष्णा सो हाउ वाज द श्नानजात्रा फेस्टिवल टुडे I hope you had a very nice celebration of bathing Lord Jagannath and now Lord Jagannath will go on Anavasar. Lord Jagannath will be in, uh, in his sick bed. So he will be so sick that he won't come out, you won't give darshan. And then he will appear on the day of the Rathajantra. So, it is about 15 to 17 days after that Jagannath will come to the Rathajantra festival. It's like today is 9th and fest, Jagannath Chariot Festival is on the 25th. So after 16 days, Lord Jagannath will appear. And so I hope in Ujjain you'll have a very grand Rathajatra festival on 25th. And Calcutta also, there'll be a grand Rathijatra festival. Calcutta Rathijatra is actually a very big occasion. On that day, the whole city of Calcutta actually comes to standstill. Because of the Rathijatra of Iskon, all the roads get blocked. The traffic cannot move. Anyway, it is, it is nice that by Prabhupada's mercy, Krishna Consciousness is spreading all over the world and Jagannath's glory is spreading, Jagannath's Rathajatra is being celebrated. Actually, the other day we are counting and now we are celebrating Rathajatra festival in more than 600 places around the world. It is probably 685. If we take all, and every year it is increasing. And so this is how Krishna Consciousness Movement is spreading. So today is also the day that Srila Prabhupada very mercifully gave me sannas. This is the 40th anniversary. <laughs> like in 1977, on Day, Srila Prabhupada gave me sannas, and this is the Snanjatra of 2017. So, 40 years. I don't know how 40 years went by. <laughs> like, 
When I think back, it seems like just other day. But those days were so wonderful. Srila Prabhupada was here and our whole consciousness was actually centered around Srila Prabhupada. At least we don't know whether we were Krishna conscious, but one thing we know that we are Prabhupada conscious. <laughs> Our whole consciousness was centered around Srila Prabhupada. All the time we are just thinking about Srila Prabhupada, enjoying Srila Prabhupada's association and having the wonderful opportunity to serve Srila Prabhupada. And I was just a new devotee actually at that time. I joined in 76, few months before that occasion. In 77 January, I met Srila Prabhupada in Kumamela. Then in Gaurpurnima time, in 1977 March, Srila Prabhupada gave me first and second initiation during the Gaurpurnima day. And I was already serving Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada gave me the assignment to translate his books into Bengali. So I was translating Prabhupada's books and practically every day I used to go to Srila Prabhupada and show what I translated. And Srila Prabhupada corrected me, sometimes appreciated my translations, sometimes he chastised me saying what a useless character I was. <laughs> so, so that is how uh, I had the good opportunity, good fortune to come close to Srila Prabhupada. And then Prabhupada made me secretary for Indian affairs. And then gradually I started to cook for Srila Prabhupada. And my service kept on increasing in this way. And I loved being near Srila Prabhupada all the time. And those days, we just three of us were serving Srila Prabhupada. Tamakrishna Maharaj was Prabhupada's secretary, Upendra Prabhu was Prabhupada's personal servant, and I was there. So three of us were there serving Srila Prabhupada. And then from Mayapur, we went to Bombay, and Prabhupada's health condition deteriorated, so Prabhupada went to Rishikesh for a change. And, but when he was in Rishikesh, they stayed there for about 10 days or so, 12 days. And Srila Prabhupada was translating and Prabhupada was doing his things, but his condition, health condition was not good. And then one night Prabhupada told me that he wanted to go to Vrindavan because the time has come for him to leave his body and he wanted to leave his body in Vrindavan. So that is how it all happened, started to happen. We went to, to, to Shri Prabhupada to Vrindavan. And when Srila Prabhupada was in Vrindavan, it was summer, very hot, and it was time for Nijala Ekadasi. And 
That's the first time I observed nature like others in my whole life. <laughs> so, we observed nature like it was difficult. Vrindavan is, at that time, was very hot and very dry. I remember at one point I felt that, oh my God, I'm going to die of <laughs> thirst. <laughs> but I just carried on and, and I successfully observed nature like other sea. And then two days after that, Prabhupada decided to give me sannas. And when Prabhupada decided to give me sannas, uh, there were a certain concern. And some of the leaders at the time felt that Prabhupada shouldn't give me sannas. And there was a sort of, you know, thing was going. First they, anyway, they spoke to me and uh, tried to convince me that it won't be good for me to take sannas. Mm. So I was quite disappointed. I told that, look, it's not I who am deciding to take sannas. <laughs> Prabhupada wanted to give sannas, so why don't you go and speak to Prabhupada? And eventually they did. And when they went and approached Srila Prabhupada and spoke, I was not there, but I heard that Srila Prabhupada chastised them. <laughs> and anyway, so I don't want to get into that. And then Tamal Krishna Maharaj and Bhavananda Maharaj came to me. I was cooking in the kitchen and they told me, Tamal Krishna Maharaj's expression was, Boy, you made it. Srila <laughs> <laughs> Prabhupada decided to give you some nuts tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, Okay, fine. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. And, and I, was, I remember when I was cooking for Srila Prabhupada, I was actually, it was playing at the back of my mind. I was thinking that, you know, like, why do they you know, want to stop me from taking sannas. And then I was thinking that whether I get sannas or not, what difference does it make? Like, my business is to become a devotee. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that in order to become a devotee, you don't have to be a Brahman or a Kshatriya or a Vaishya Sudra. You don't have to be a Brahmachari, Grihastha, Banaprasta and sannas. All you have to do is just become a devotee of Krishna. So I don't need any designation, I don't need any title. Whether I get sannas or not, it doesn't matter. And I remember at the same time I was also thinking that I'm already a sannasi. <laughs> I was thinking that I traveled so much like a sannasi. Sannasi is supposed to travel. And I traveled not only in India, but I traveled all over Middle East and Europe. And, and then I was searching for a guru at that time. I was thinking at my heart I was already a sannyasi. It was only a matter of just... Those days in India, my feeling actually was that uh, when you take to spiritual life, you become a sannyasi. It's something like that. Because in India, when you take to spiritual life, you don't think of going back to householder life. 
and and also Prabhupada once told me in when we are in Mayapur, Prabhupada told me that told me just offer this life to Krishna. Just offer this life to Krishna. And then Prabhupada explained what it actually meant to offer one's life to Krishna, which means to become free from sense gratification, not to have any desire to enjoy your senses and uh, offer your life to serve Krishna, glorify Krishna, spread Krishna consciousness, teach others about Krishna consciousness. And so in this way Prabhupada explained and then finally Prabhupada told me that just offer this life to Krishna. and see what happens. If nothing happens, what's the loss? It's just one life after so many lifetimes. Just one life you offer to Krishna. And even if nothing happens, what's the loss? You can risk one life <laughs> and see what happens. And so I was just re reflecting on those incidences and I was thinking at the back of my mind, I was cooking and at the same time all these thoughts were going at the back of my mind that like what's the point in you know what difference does it make if I don't get sannas or uh, what difference does it make whether I get the title of a sannasi because I'm already a sannasi in my heart. So at that time uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj and Bhavananda Maharaj came Prabhupada decided to give me sannyasa. The two other devotees also took sannyasa at that time. Actually, it was they were supposed to get sannyasa at that time. But Prabhupada included me also. Those two devotees were also Indian devotees. One was, his name was Chetoguru. He was a devotee from Punjab. Chetoguru. So he became Bhakti Chaitanya Swami. And there was a, a Mayavadi person who was a PhD. He was translating Prabhupada's books into English, Hindi. And uh, he was a scholarly person, like he was a PhD. But yet he was a sannyasi, sort of a sannyasi, Mayavadi cult. And Prabhupada used to feel very proud about him. He was a Mayavadi and he became a devotee. So Prabhupada gave him the name Bhakti Prem Swami. And Prabhupada gave me the name Bhakti Charu Swami. And I don't speak much about them. And also in the ocean of mercy, I did not mention about them. Because both of them actually left Krishna Bhakti Prem Swami was a kind of a strange character also. Like uh, he went to America. Yeah, his name was already Prem uh, Jogi. Uh, his name was Mayavadi, name was Prem Jogi. So Prabhupada gave him the name Bhakti Prem Swami. And then he went to America and once in a while I stayed in touch with him. Once I asked, once I phoned him 
He was in San Francisco area. So I phoned him and one lady answered and uh, so I asked, can I speak to Bhakti Prem Swami? First she couldn't understand. Then finally she said, oh, you mean Swami Prem? So he changed his name also. And not only that, he got married to that lady. Later on I found out. And not only that, I mean, he kind of molested his daughter, Shikhan daughter. She was a woman who was already had a daughter. And he was arrested. And he was in prison for many years for child abuse case. Anyway, I mean, so what to speak about that? Bhakti Prem ended up in American prison. <laughs> Bhakti Chaitanya left his school and I don't know where he was. And he was a Sikh Punjabi. Anyway, so that was, but that was a very nice occasion. And Prabhupada gave me so many wonderful examples wonderful instructions. One instruction probably, I mentioned that in the, how many of you read uh, The Ocean of Mercy? Okay, so in The Ocean of Mercy I, I mentioned this. So Prabhupada was telling me that sannasi means completely free from sex desire. And he said that one may be in an island with the most beautiful woman, but he will not feel agitated. He will not feel any sex desire. So then I responded by saying, Srila Prabhupada, that is why maybe some religious groups, spiritual organization, they don't look at a woman. They are brahmacharis and sannyasis not supposed to look at a woman. And Prabhupada said, no, that's not the way. Because today they may not look at a woman, but tomorrow if they may look at a woman, they will fall down, become attracted to her. Not by looking at a woman, you don't overcome your sickness. And then he gave the example of Vishamitra. For 64,000 years he was meditating. But he hurt the ankle bell. He was meditating. His consciousness was completely withdrawn. But he hurt the ankle bell of Menaka, the celestial damsel. And he opened his eyes and he looked at this beautiful woman and that was the end of his sadhana. And therefore Prabhupada said that that's not the way. The way to overcome sex desire is by developing your love for Krishna. That's the only way. When you develop your love for Krishna so much so that you become so attracted to Krishna that you don't have any attraction for him. And then you see everything in the light of Krishna consciousness. 
then you see everybody is a part and parcel of Krishna. Everybody is a part and parcel of Krishna. Irrespective of whichever body one is in, whether it is in a male body or a female body, the parts and parcels of Krishna. And because you love Krishna, you develop your love for Krishna's parts and parcels. And Prabhupada, some other place I remember, Prabhupada gave an example that if you love somebody, you love his dog. You love me, you love my dog. You love Krishna, you love Krishna's parts and parcels. And in that relationship, there is no tendency to exploit or enjoy. Actually, sex, sex life is an exploitation, first sensuality. So anyway, so this is how very mercifully Srila Prabhupada situated me in Krishna consciousness. He gave me so much mercy and he secured me so nicely in my spiritual life. And I feel very fortunate that I received this. This Prabhupada made this beautiful arrangement for me to become situated and serve his lotus feet without deviation. And so 40 years went by and all along, you know, there had been, in the course, there had been many difficulties. But by Prabhupada's mercy, we have been able to overcome those difficulties and had the opportunity to serve his mission, serve his calm. And then gradually a time came when I had to take up the responsibility of a GBC member in Prabhupada's management structure, Srila Prabhupada's ISKCON has developed so wonderfully and Prabhupada gave us the responsibility to maintain the institution, serve him by serving his movement. Prabhupada gave us the responsibility and the instruction that we have to love, we have to show our love for him through our cooperation. Just these are the things that Prabhupada expected out of us. In order to push this movement forward, we have to cooperate. Cooperate means work together. When you try to exploit others, then we remain isolated. We don't we cannot cooperate. Rather exploit. Use everybody for my sake, for my purpose. But when we serve, then automatically we develop this spirit of cooperation. When we serve, then yes, you are serving Krishna, I am serving Krishna, he is serving Krishna, she is serving Krishna. So let's all get together to serve Krishna. So when it is a service, 
attitude, then cooperation becomes natural. But when it is exploitation, externally or verbally I may say, oh, let's cooperate, let's cooperate. But what's going on at the back of mind? I'll use you for my sense gratification. Like these big, big companies, they have these mottos. We are all for each other. No, we are not all for each other. We are all for that big guy. <laughs> he is telling us all for each other, but his agenda is, uh, yes, you all work together to serve him. And you also think, oh, he is such a nice man, he is giving me so much money. But we don't consider that he is giving me X amount of money in order to make X multiplied by Y for himself. So, so that is the material nature. Uh, in the material nature, that kind of cooperation, although it takes place, but it is not possible properly. But in Krishna consciousness, it becomes a reality. And when we cooperate, when then Krishna's mercy flows. When Krishna sees that we are sincerely trying to serve him, then he empowers us, he provides us with the facilities. So, so we have, we must remember that Srila Prabhupada wanted us to cooperate and to cooperate for what? To push this movement forward. We have to push this Krishna Consciousness movement forward. And the more we cooperate, stronger will become our endeavors, our efforts. In that respect also I heard that Srila Prabhupada said, not that I heard from Srila Prabhupada, but somebody told me that Prabhupada said, in Krishna Consciousness, one is one, two is eleven, three is hundred and eleven, four is one thousand one hundred and eleven. So that is the strength of cooperation. So it's such a wonderful example that when we cooperate that our ability multiplies. Our ability increases in this way. And it is through our cooperation that we will be able to successfully establish Krishna Consciousness. As I mentioned, that cooperation comes out of the sincere desire to serve Krishna. And when we sincerely try to serve Krishna, then Krishna's mercy flows through us. Krishna's mercy flows. Krishna empowers. Krishna empowers his devotees to achieve wonderful things. Just the way we saw how Krishna empowered Srila Prabhupada. Anyway, so I feel very fortunate that that I by Prabhupada's mercy, I 
become able to maintain my sadhana's vow for last 40 years. Actually, after Prabhupada's disappearance, so many uh, sannasis and leaders fell down. So I used to at times get into anxiety and pray to Krishna that I don't fall down. <laughs> like there. So actually, this is, in a way, it is good to be in anxiety because that gives us the protection. If we become complacent, Prabhupada, Prabhupada used to say, or Prabhupada once mentioned, that the, the problem with us is that we are not afraid of Maya. We are not afraid of Maya. We think that, well, I can deal with Maya. No, Maya is so strong. We should never feel that we are strong enough to withstand Maya. Even Prabhupada mentioned that he even he is afraid of Maya. Prabhupada mentioned, I'm afraid of Maya. <laughs> so we should never think that we are so fixed up, we are so strong uh, that we don't care about Maya. No, Maya is Krishna's illusory energy. But in that respect, Prabhupada also gave a wonderful, very wonderful instruction. The way to overcome the onslaught of Maya is by remaining in the association of devotees. And then Prabhupada said that Maya is Krishna's energy, but Maya is Krishna's external energy. Whereas the association of devotees is Krishna's internal energy. And internal energy is stronger than the external energy. So to remain in the association of devotees means to be in Krishna's internal potency. And then we'll be free from the onslaught, I mean the effect of or influence of Maya. Therefore, it's always very, very careful. We have to be very, very careful that we always remain in the association of devotees. Association of good devotees, those who are fixed up in their Krishna consciousness. So, another thing that Prabhupada made it very clear that ours is an institution of servants. ISKCON is the institution of servants. Krishna's devotee means Krishna's servants. So, uh, ISKCON is an institution of servants. And in that institution, the higher you go, bigger of a servant. Like you are an ordinary, you are just a temple devotee. The temple president is your leader in a way, but he is actually he should consider that I am servant of all these devotees who are under my care. The GBC should feel that he is the servant of 
all these devotees who are in the zone. In this way, the higher you go or more of a leader you are, the more of a servant you become. You consider that these devotees who are under me, actually I am their servant and my responsibility is to assist them in their service to Krishna, facilitate them in their service to So this is how this Krishna Consciousness Movement establishes the proper standard of spiritual culture in this world. And we are so fortunate that we have got the shelter of Iskon at the lotus feet of Shri And therefore, another instruction of Shri Prabhupada, no matter whatever happens, don't leave don't ever leave his And Prabhupada made the GVC as the ultimate managing authority of his So all this function under the authority structure of GVC. That's what Sri Prabhupada wanted. Personally, I consider these three are the most important instructions of Sri Prabhupada. Your love for me will be shown by how you cooperate with each other. No matter whatever happens, don't ever leave Iskon. And the GBC is the ultimate managing authority of Iskon. So just follow these four, three principles, three standards. And you will see how your spiritual life will be safe and secured and you will be making rapid spiritual progress. Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande. In the in Ujjain itself? itself and in the internet. Uh, did you check how many? I checked before it was 45. 45. Okay. And also I got informed that after the class they will have a drama on your pastimes performed. <laughs> <laughs> and they will stream live on the Ujjain channel on Microsoft. And they will also record it for those who want to. So what are the questions? So the first question is from Sankarshan Daidas. Guru Maharaj, many times we hear about how the disciples of Srila Prabhupada had great faith and love for him. But how can we develop, develop similar faith and love for our spiritual master? Any practical tips? Well, You see, loving relationship is a personal thing. Love comes from appreciation. The appreciation comes from 
the feeling of gratitude. We appreciate because we feel grateful to that person. And, and in that respect, my response also will be don't try to develop your love for your Guru Maharaj as Prabhupada's disciples develop their love for Shri My response will be try to develop your love for Srila Prabhupada as you saw how his disciples developed their love for him. You get the point, Shankarshan? Because why I'm saying it? Because if we kind of, you know, kind of see the Diksha Guru is the center and we develop our deep relationship with him, then we are actually running the risk of causing split in ISKCON. Within ISKCON there will be different groups. Groups will be there, but the focus should be on Srila Then only we will be united because, as I was saying, that the unity of ISKCON devotees is very important. And this unity should not be only among small few numbers of uniting and cooperating and working together, this unity should come in the overall structure of ISKCON. Like everyone should become united. Groups will be there, but the groups will become united when serving the higher purpose of pleasing Srila Prabhupada and serving us. Mission. There is one more question from Chai Chutta Plus from Tim. Guru Maharaj, as a disciple, how can I serve you and ISKCON throughout my whole lifetime? Remain in ISKCON, then you'll be serving your Guru Maharaj also. Remain in ISKCON. And ISKCON means, uh, as I just mentioned, serve Shilapra. Find your relationship in relation to Srila Prabhupada. Your guru is your guru because he is a servant of Srila Prabhupada. Try to develop this attitude. I am not, I'm not discouraging your relationship with me, but I am giving you a further vision. Like, see beyond your guru and ultimately see the purpose of the institution and position of Srila If we center everything on the Gurus, then just as you are focusing your attention to your Guru, others' devotees also will focus their attention to their spiritual masters and as a result of that, the unity will be effective. Unity will be hindered. So try to see the bigger picture. Like what I am actually trying to say that in a joint family, in a joint family, different children have their parents, but the parents are brothers. So they are related to each other. And ultimately, the father 
So that is what is structuring the family. The children have their relationship with the parents, but at the same time they have their relationships with uncles and aunts and cousins. So this is how we should try to develop a broader spiritual understanding. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Prabhupada's mercy was given to everyone. But the question is whether you want to take it or not. Like nectar is showering. You are standing in the middle of the nectar. But in order to drink, you have to cup your hands and collect the nectar and drink. So similarly, Prabhupada's mercy is flowing, Prabhupada's mercy is being showered, but if somebody doesn't want to accept the mercy, then what can be done? They are unfortunate souls. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and those devotees who are in Ujjain. Thank you all very much and I miss you very much and very soon I'll be with you. On the 24th of June, 24th of this month, that means in about two weeks, 15 days, I'll be, look, I'll be in Uchain and I very much look forward to your association. Thank you. Hare Krishna, Gaur Premanandi. Yeah, yeah.